From the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games, as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. San Diego State University, building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to sdsuhockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on or off the ice. Summer skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University Hockey. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHAM1 national champions as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters. Jets Pizza. With six different styles of pizza and eight different styles of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota. Earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. AT&T Wireless, fast, reliable, and secure. M-Drive, our boost and burn is specially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University Hockey, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster. Drurians and Suites, find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at DruryHotels.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event, or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and now our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and Eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night which means it is uh, time for analytics and eyeballs. It's our show where we uh, talk numbers and see if our eyeballs will match what the numbers say. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Tempe, Arizona, uh, where it's quit raining temporarily. Um, the desert is uh, very wet, very soggy. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from that beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Paul, I know you were late coming on. I know why. Connor Bedard just scored in overtime. Uh, it was insane. It it, it was nuts. <laughs> I mean, I knew I, I, uh, I couldn't see it, Paul. I I could just follow along on the on the ticker basically, and was, all I saw was Connor Bedard scores in overtime, and uh, I figured out why you were a little late coming on the show. Well, I I'm on time. Let's not let's not kid ourselves here and, and <laughs> say that I'm not. Okay. Did I miss anything? No. Uh, Canada, USA tomorrow in the semifinals. No. Um, Thursday, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, sorry, Wednesday. My well, bad. Well, listen, right They're going to need a day to rest. Oh, my Lord. Oh, jeez. Um, Are you going to be okay? You no, know, it's, 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 it's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see the video again because it doesn't look like it looked like people were just kind of reaching for the puck to knock it away from Bedard. On that game-winning goal, you can't do that. I mean, listen, it's hard to hit him when you're playing three-on-three, three, but you can't stick-check him because he's going to beat that every time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Any um, chance that kid doesn't go directly to the NHL after he's drafted? Well, you have to wait a couple of months because the draft is in June. I know. I said after he's drafted. Any uh, chance he's... he doesn't go right to the NHL? Oh, no, well, because whoever obviously – is fortunate enough to draft him. Um, you know, you're, you're you're selling tickets because you're drafting this kid, um, and I'm very curious to see um, what happens with that situation because you know as well as I do um, when when that stuff happens when 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 these kinds of players and don't get me wrong um getting the second pick in this year's draft ain't too bad either <laughs> if you yeah. end up with Adam Fantilli yeah right okay um but uh, 
I, I'm just going to sit here now and and eat, and and I'm sure that there's other times where this happened, but um, when the Islanders were basically coming off their first year as an expansion team, they obviously had the number one pick. They had one of the all-time worst records, I think, like twelve wins or something like that for the season, um, and that was the year that Dennis Potvin was going to be the number one pick in the draft. And, you know, long before Mike Ditka traded the entire Saints draft board for Ricky Williams, the Montreal Canadiens basically tried to do that uh, with Bill Torrey and the Islanders. And Bill Torrey said, uh, no, no, thank you. We're going to keep Dennis Potman. Um, obviously, he was right. But... Um, yeah, because you, you just beat me to the punch. I, I just want to know, is Bill Armstrong collecting all these draft picks and all these assets so that he can make a run and say, here's 15 for one? Um, And would anybody do it? That's what I want to know. Would anybody do it with a talent like that? Well, one, I don't know, because I think they have four first-round picks this year. They got a bunch. They have a bunch. It's at least and three, they can right? get more. And they can get more. Don't don't you think that this uh Jacob Chickering thing is, is kind of a cat and mouse game where they're going like, huh, if we keep Jacob chicken around until we find out who has the number one pick if it's not us, and um we can sweeten the pot with him and some picks. Uh, I just don't think anybody's going to do it. I mean, I think you're looking at uh, generational talent, and I don't know why you would ever give it up. Well, like I said, I, it really would depend on how it breaks down, right? Um, you know, uh, if you have the number two pick, and you're the Coyotes, and you're going to, and you have, it, and you're going to end up with Adam Fantilli, who's would be the number one pick in any other year. Do you just deal with that? Now, he's not going to get you the attention that Connor Bedard is going to get. Okay. Um, I can tell you right now, all the conspiracy theorists are going to be like, oh, yeah, watch Montreal have the number one pick because they're going to fold the edge of the card like they like the NBA did with Patrick Ewing. Well, I'm sorry, theoretically did with Patrick <laughs> ending up with the Did they fold um, the corner or did they they make him cold? Did they I don't know. Him? Whatever they did. Whatever they did. Um, <laughs> the, you know, I mean, it's insane. Um, and like I said, I don't know how many picks. I guess I can look it up or try to look it up really fast. No, no point in it now. No point in it now yeah. because it's going to change. But oh, between sure now and change. draft, yeah, they're I'm they're sure going to get more, change. and and I'm almost certain that that's the reason there hasn't been a Jacob Chikrin deal yet. Is like, oh, who do well, we want to trade him to? Because you could give us assets, but if we could get assets from a team that could possibly be picking number one, um, wouldn't that be a smarter move? Well, you know, right now. You know, right now, the, the, like I said, I'm just trying to look here. I don't know how. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now. But it's a lot. It's right a lot now. I know. And right now, the, the Arizona Coyotes are a lot closer to the playoffs than they are to the last place. <sighs> yeah, I get that. You can't. They, they could make the playoffs. They have they a could. lot of games I, I at home shocked. at Mullet, and the Mullet mastery, as I like to say, is in their hands. Um, when they play in Tempe. Well, they do play very well at Mullet. It's their I mean, new home, no Paul. Doubt. This is true. It's their new home. Setting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all joking aside. Um, Who was joking? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um <laughs> You know, um, yeah, like I said, I, I thought they had multiple first round picks. I guess it's in 2020. I don't know. I thought they had multiple first round picks this year. Don't they have like three of them? I, I don't know. Four. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Cause Either they're way. not, 
they would have to trade a boatload. That was my question was how much and is it even possible that you could have enough assets to trade for for him for whoever has that pick? Um, it, and it won't be the Coyotes. I'll guarantee you they're not going to win the draft lottery and get to pick Connor Bedard. That will not happen, period. Well, you know what? We don't want to be conspiratorialist or anything. Um, that will not happen. You know. They had they had a shot at, at um, Connor McDavid. They had a shot at uh, Jack no, Eichel. It. They didn't get either one of them. I know. I I, I get it. And that's I when understand. they should have they should have deserved one of them in the position I they were it. in. I, I I understand, but um, my point being is that um, whoever ends up with that top pick, it is going to be. I don't know how much that I mean I don't know how I I can't imagine there would be anything that you could by any stretch of the imagination offer for <laughs> kind of like, I just I don't see it I, yeah I I, I, I don't either uh, and. You know, here's the thing. People say, well, yeah, he's only one person. You got to have a team of six to, to do anything. But there was a guy named Gretzky that was only one person, too. And he just made everybody around him better. I don't know if Connor Bedard has got that uh, that knack yet uh, or if he'll develop it. But he certainly you know, has what, the one on one tack. What he what he gives you, considering all the hype. You know, I mean considering all the hype that he sells you a lot of tickets and uh, coyotes tickets are expensive enough. I, I think if they ended up with the number one pick that the price might go up a little bit. Okay. Stop they, it. Stop it. Stop it right now. That, there is no way that, way, I mean, not that close to the playoffs. Though. I know, but still there is no way that he's ending up in, in, uh, in, in Phoenix or Tempe or wherever, strictly for one reason and one reason only. They're going to be a mullet for four, maybe five years. They are not, not, get this right, the NHL is not going to let him play in front of 4,400 fans for 42 games a year. No way. They're going to really? find a way to make absolutely certain that he plays in front of full houses everywhere. You're just talking about ticket prices. They, you want him to play in front of 4,400 people, 42 games a year or 41 games a year? Scott, no let way. Me, let me that will never question. happen. Mm, okay. I'm just, listen, I'm just saying it also might help them get a building vote passed. I don't think Not a chance. A, Not a well, chance because that, that vote is going to be done with before the well, draft. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Okay. Um, let's just say you end up with an Eric Lindros situation again. Fill people in that, that don't know about that situation. Um, for those that don't know, and you might not because it just shows that I'm old. Um, A lot older than Eric, me. I know that. Well, yeah. Uh, Eric Lindros who had a pretty decent career after he survived all the injuries, but um, refused to play for the Quebec Nordiques. Okay. Uh, at the time, the Quebec Nordiques were still in Quebec, not in Denver. And he refused to play there. So they ended up trading the pick or the rights after they picked him, because I think, I believe they still picked him. And they traded him or his rights to that city down south from me. Tucson? Not from, oh. I'm not, it. I said from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you said they traded him to Tucson. No. Um, to the orange and black team in the historic city of <clears throat> brotherly love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they throwed it and they basically backed up the truck and loaded it up 
Now, if you went back and looked, and people can do that if they want, uh, but I'm pretty darn sure that, uh, you know, that big giant trophy that they lifted a few years after that in Denver, after they moved? Yeah. It was a lot of those players. It's a lot of those players that they got. um, A lot of those players that they got from that trade were the foundation of that Stanley Cup team. Yep, not going to argue that. That's that's factual, and that's what I was just saying. But uh, I I don't think there's any comparison between Connor Bedard at, at 17 and Eric Lindros at 17. I, I don't well, think there's. I, I mean, I Lindros was a big physical player that had a lot of tools, right. but Connor Bedard is just off the charts. Well, and we've but, seen this for four years right, now. But, but Eric Lindros was supposed to be the, the 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 big big deal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, he was supposed um, to be. Well, he also got Connor Bedard has proven it. Well, listen, I I I yeah, but he hasn't proven it in the NHL. He's too young. He's well, only okay, seventeen. So Let him get, get there first. I understand that, but but you're you're tra- you're not tra- you're obviously you're trading them for for what you know you can get based on quote potential. Okay, but um, that deal also um, was and by the way, they just announced because... that that game will be 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, that's a shock. <laughs> um, it's crazy because the Rangers were involved in that deal. And the, the they thought they had the deal made with Quebec. And the the story goes that the Rangers were going to give up Sergei Nemchinov, Tony Amante, Alexei Koviev, Jave Patrick. And either John Van Beesbrook or Mike Richter, and a giant number of picks and cash, by the way, which the Rangers obviously have. So, um, you're going to see teams try to make those kinds of deals. I just, you know, I I don't know if if that'll happen. Well, nobody knows. It's too early to speculate. There's only one thing that I know will not happen. He will not be drafted by the Arizona Coyotes. I can tell you that for certain. He will not be drafted by the Arizona Coyotes. The problem with that is that that brings chaos. And Lord, Lord, Lord knows. You love chaos. I would love that. (laughs) That ain't happening. He is not. The the NHL will make sure that that kid does not play four years in front of 4,400 people. Are you saying the fix will be in? Yeah, because there is no way that they will allow that to happen. Uh, Just because you're talking about selling tickets. That's not selling tickets. They already sold the tickets. Every ticket broker in Arizona has got tickets. So oh, they're not... they're not there's no more tickets to sell. Well, I'm just listen. Well, I'm just I'm just listen. It I'm won't just happen. Looking at the stand, I'm looking. At Write the it down right now. Guarantee he will not be drafted by the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, I'm I'm going to go put some money in Vegas now because you said it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's absolutely not going to happen well, see, because I, I don't even out. know. I mean, the Coyotes could make a play to try to get him but he won't be drafted by them. I mean, they're not going to have the number one pick overall. And those Coyotes players right now, Paul, they want to make the playoffs. They want to make the NHL have to come and, and do playoff hockey at Mullet Arena. Oh, that's what that, they want. Listen, and they're going to do everything within their are. power to make sure that happens. Of course they are. I'm just, so I'm just telling so you. So if you think they're going to lose any hockey games along the way to, to make sure they get Connor Bedard, that ain't happening. I didn't say they were going to tank. I know, I but that, the, the that's the only way they would, way. and even if they had a shot, that's the only way they would have a shot. But even if they did, it's still a lottery and it doesn't make it. They had the worst record before and haven't even gotten the top three pick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying that I don't know 
how how it ends up. But right now, anyway. the Avalanche aren't in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. But right now, I mean, let's be real. When it comes down to it, the Avalanche aren't in the playoffs because they've got half of their lineup uh, from Colorado Eagles. No disrespect. I'll see you in a couple of nights. But yeah. uh, but let, let's be honest. You're playing without Nathan McKinnon and, and Gabriel Landeskog and, and players like that, you know, uh, you, you've <laughs> – you're going to lose some hockey games. And, and right now they're, they're hanging in there uh, without that. They're going to get healthy again. They're going to get healthy before the end of the year and they're going to make their run and they will make it. But anyway, I, I didn't want to jump into this, but I saw when Connor scored that we had to talk about it. So um, that's the first, uh, I don't know what, 18, 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> well, listen, see <laughs> now, like by. I said, they are, they are lucky that they're, that they're not playing tomorrow. Because there is no way that you would be without that day to focus and get get their heads back in the game. They're exhausted, and and I'll say it again: the best player in this tournament so far. Um, and when you can say that's not named Connor Bedard, has been the Slovakian goalie. Oh, without a doubt. I, I, I got to look up what his first He's name been is. unbelievable. Um, but he's headed to your Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Adam Gajon. And he was, he was a, literally a last-second addition to the roster. Yeah, I know. And he wasn't, he wasn't even dressed for the first game. Yes, I know that, too. Scott Sandlin is smiling from... Ear to ear. Oh my lord! I mean, that kid was unbelievable in this tournament. Um, I mean, you know, assuming Canada goes on to win the gold medal, it'll the 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 quote unquote MVP will go to Bedard and blah 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 blah. But uh, I mean, it's not a better story than this kid from Slovakia. It's just not. No, nope, I get it. Uh, so that's our World Junior talk. It's USA Canada. Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, which right. means 4.30 here in the desert. Actually, 3.30, we'll all be in the desert uh, with the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds. So I'm going to have to park myself real early and sit in the, inside the new Akashur Arena and enjoy that one because that is going to be good. And by the way, that might be over with by the time Joey DeCord and his Firebirds take the ice against the Colorado Eagles. Uh, it might be or it might not be. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, right? And by the way, but, they play. They played ten minutes scheduled of three on three after this game was over after regulation. <laughs> well, that's good because yeah. the odds of you going ten minutes without scoring in a three on three very small. Yeah, yeah. So uh, NHL, if you're listening, <laughs> if you have to, you know. Gary uh, Bettman he, might be listening because he, he made announcements today about the uh, the upcoming um, Winter Classic next year in Seattle between right. the Vegas Golden Knights and the Kraken. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he might be listening. He, he might be tuning in or anyway, he he'll be. listen to it on the download. Yeah. Uh, um, so, anyway, um, uh, that's one semifinal. What's the other semifinal, Paul? It'll be Chechia against the Swedes. And the Swedes were down 2-1 to one with four minutes to go in the game. Put your prediction hat on. No. Who, who's going to be in the gold medal game? No. <laughs> I almost got you. No. I almost got you. Uh, you were so no. amped up, it almost slipped right by. No, you didn't. Um, I, I say Canada and Chechia. Maybe. Or it could be Canada and Sweden. Could be. Or it could be United States and Sweden. Could be. Or it could be United States and Chechia. It could be. It could be any four of those combinations. <laughs> Uh, we know one thing. It's going to be an exciting, exciting semifinal round. Exactly why the uh, World Junior Tournament is played when it is to uh, get everybody's eyeballs on it uh, the, this this week of nothing. As, Play in uh, August. Get... <laughs> Never going to happen. Play Never going to happen. It happened this year. Played in August. I, yeah, that was uh, a once-in-a-lifetime because there are too many players at risk um, for for too many dollars in August for a regular event. But anyway, uh, 
okay, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, last night I talked a little bit about the pairwise, and I said that there was some teams, and I I kept looking at it closer today when I posted it, Paul, because I was going like, okay, um, let's just double check this pairwise thing, because right. even my eyeballs in analytics and eyeballs is telling me, um. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about this, but uh, it, it's accurate, right? The uh, the Nanooks are actually the second team in uh, in our coverage area in the pairwise. Uh, yeah, that would be accurate. Yeah, um, that it's not shocking to anybody. I'm telling you that that follows college hockey, or at least in the West. So we have Denver at number three, uh, Fairbanks, Alaska Fairbanks at 22, Arizona State at 26, Colorado College at 31. So that tells you that basically half of our teams are in the top half of college hockey, right. which leaves Air Force at 51, Lindenwood at 54, Alaska Anchorage at 55. And I don't want to play Air Force, Lindenwood, or Anchorage anytime soon the way they're playing and making their little mini run, if you will, to climb back up. So I think we got seven really good NCAA teams. Well, listen, you know, there is none so free as one with nothing to lose. Yeah. Good point. Nice line. And I borrowed it from somebody. I'd have to go look up (laughs) who I stole it from. Um, Plagiarism at its finest. (laughs) Well, I'm not claiming responsibility for having said it i just don't remember who did say it. yeah i know <laughs> um you know the the thing about it is is you know when you play those teams on any given night said they, they don't have to win you have to win you know yeah, not, o- not only that paul but let, let's let's be honest here these teams are did anybody think that lindenwood and anchorage would have the talent uh, base that they have this year. I mean, people thought that, oh, yeah, it's a great time to to be a quote-unquote expansion or new team or re-emerging or whatever you want to call it because of the portal. But did really, when you looked at it on paper beginning of the year, did you look at those two teams and go like, you know what? I think both of them can give people fits by midseason. Uh, did I think that? Say no. No, but then, no but then again, I didn't expect to see Fairbanks do what they did last year. And, you know, as I watched them, I'm like, hmm, this is a gritty team, and this team is going to be in every game. Um, so I don't want to prejudge, you know, Anchorage and Lindenwood because I saw what Fairbanks did. Now, if you look at the records, you know, they've, they're winning about one out of every three games. It's fine. But they're also in a ton of games. Yeah, that's they're the pushing thing. everybody to the limit. That's the thing. And usually when you push people to the limit, sometimes that dam breaks every now and then and you right. win one. Right. And you upset somebody. Um, there's a huge one coming up in, in Denver. And I know the pioneers got on the ice again for the first time after their holiday break today. And, uh, from all indications had a good practice, but, um, boy, Fairbanks coming in there to play, uh, the pioneers after the pioneers have had three weeks off that Friday night game, boy, you better have your, uh, game. your, uh, yeah, you better have your eyeballs uh, on that one because that could be something. That, that can be a dangerous game for, for, for Denver. Now, listen, if, you, if you're going to put it on paper, obviously Denver is the better team. But as we know, the game is not played on paper. See, here's and, what I think, Paul. And, and when and... you've had, and, and, you know, Denver on has, the more, has more talent, but Fairbanks has the advantage of having played this past weekend. You know, so you can go in there in much more of a game mentality and game mode. And, you know, if Denver's not right, you can catch them off guard 
and get them on their heels. Yeah, but you better do it. But you but better do it the, in the first and second period because if you're if 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 you haven't by the third period, you're not going to. And here's the thing: you can come out there like Denver can have a sharp goaltender, whether it's Magnus or whether it's uh, um, Mr. Davis. Uh, you can have a sharp uh, goaltender keep you in a game. But the thing of it is, usually the hardest thing to come back after a long break is your offense. And Fairbanks has got some talented goaltenders. Like at, like every team in our coverage area has some great goaltending. And I made a point of talking about that at the beginning of the year, that there's two or three deep in almost every team that's in our coverage area. And when you have that, you can hang around like you say. And if, if your guys have, are coming off of that game mentality that you're talking about and they score a couple in the first, second, third, get themselves a two, three, nothing lead. You might not have time to, to generate enough offense to, uh, to beat a team like that. So look out. I mean, Friday night's scary. I know I'm said? just, re- I'm just reiterating it because okay. I think the goaltenders are going to be the difference makers here. And I, I think that, uh, whoever, uh, Fairbanks puts a net, they're Alaska. I need to start calling them Alaska because that's what they want to be. They want to be yeah, called know, Alaska. So anyway, I know you don't, but I'm going to because I respect them. <laughs> Eric Larkin, if you're of, listening. It's not a lack of respect. It's a matter <laughs> Eric of. Eric Larkin, if you're listening, uh, that's me. Giving them respect. It's brevity. I'm giving them respect. Anyway, uh, so, so we'll see what happens. I know uh, our good friend Jay Stickney is putting makeup on because he's going to be on camera for uh, DirecTV <laughs> on this really? game. He, yeah, he sent me a notice saying like, hey, I got I got to wear makeup again. Don't get scared. I said, I don't get scared when you wear makeup. I get scared when you don't. Nice. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jay doing some TV work this weekend. Um for, for that broadcast, but that's the Pioneers and Alaska Fairbanks. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back because we have some numbers to talk about. We talked about the pairwise. Paul's going to unveil that unbelievable Super 16, and then we're going to talk about four teams playing right here to win one championship in the Desert Classic, and uh, we'll get into that in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. 
Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans, to Analytics and Eyeballs. It's Monday night, which means we're talking numbers. We're talking eyeballs. It's analytics and eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you from Tempe, Arizona tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, we, uh, we made it through half the show. Um, we haven't really talked numbers except a bit of the pairwise. So I want to start this half of the show off with the, the infamous, or is it famous? I'm not sure. It's one of the two, the super 16. I want you to tell us what in the world is going on in the world of NCAA hockey through the eyes of one Paul Hornstein. I don't know. I just picked a whole bunch of names out of a hat. (laughs) Well, let me start you off. I, I really did, by the way. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you did you not. Got, you, um, <laughs> no, but you could have. I know you, especially could've. the bottom half, because okay. everybody is 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 got about the same record. Everybody's got about the same, and you know, just whatever. I mean, okay, everybody's waiting for it. So let's start off. Really, the Denver I Pioneers hold down the number one spot, sixteen four zero. The Minnesota Golden Gophers, number two at 15, 5 and 0. Oh. Number three goes to the Quinnipiac Bobcats, 14, 1 and 3. And the team that I'm going to see, and uh, head coach Jay Pandolfo uh, with the Boston University Terriers, have climbed into the number four spot for Paul Hornstein at 12, 5 and 0. Oh. And those Terriers, Paul, will face off against the Alaska, uh, the uh, Air Force Falcons. Right at Mullet Arena, right in front of my very eyes in three or four days here. Four days, I guess. (laughs) Okay, how how did you get to those four, and how did Boston U sneak into that four spot? Well, they they mostly because, I don't know, UConn struggled with LIU this weekend. I mean, they only moved up one spot. Yeah, but, boy, that top four looks good. And you know why? Because in the NCAA tournament, top four means you're number one seed somewhere. Yeah, but they don't use my – well, they don't use my, my, my rankings for the NCAA tournament. No, but, but I, I trust. I trust what you see. I trust that you see. Okay. I mean, they should, but you – know. <laughs> So that's your top four, folks. Here's five through eight. Connecticut, 13, 5, and 3, St. Cloud State. Has made it to number six with Paul Hornstein at 14, 4, and 0. The Michigan Wolverines, 12, 7, and 1, hold down number seven. And the Penn State Nittany Lions, 17, 5, and 0, have number eight. Paul, that is two more Big Ten teams still in the top eight. Are you feeling okay? Nobody played this week in the top half of the, the thing. So what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Okay, just checking, because that's three out of eight that belong to the Big Ten. I mean, there were seven teams that were in the top eight that didn't play. (laughs) I know. I I just have to get on you a little bit. Okay, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Here they go, folks. Ohio State, 12, 7, and 1. Providence, 11, 4, and 5? Um, Harvard, 9-3-1, and one. and Bemidji State creeps to number 12 at 9-5-4. and four. Paul, do you know who beat Bemidji State this season? Yeah. The Arizona State. State Sun Devils. Right. Okay, just checking. Well, they lost so, five times. Tell us about 9, 10, 11, and 12. How do you, how'd you get there? How do these guys slot in to 9, 10, and 11, and 12 for you? Um, because they played and won and played good competition and, um, teams dropped out because they played and lost, say, two games like, uh, UMass Lowell. How about swept by a fair, uh, Anchorage? Let me remind you the top nine teams 
in your Super 16, four of them belong to the Big Ten. Is Paul right. Hornsgren becoming a Big Ten homer? No. Okay, just checking. <laughs> um, by the way, and, and not that I like the computer all the time, but one, two, three, four. They have four teams in the top ten on the computer, five in the top 12, six in the top 15. So, say what well, you Well, unless, unless they're not going to play a conference schedule in the second half of the year, there's no way that they end up like well, that of course at the end of, of the year. Of course this is going to change. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Still got half a season to go. Let's jump into uh, number 13 through 16. Michigan State. Whoop, another Big Ten team. 12-9-1. and one. RIT, 12-6-0. and oh. uh, Cornell, and I believe that is 8-5-1. and one. And number right. 16 is Sacred Heart University in their brand-new building at 10-7-1. Paul Hornstein says, welcome to the yet. top 16. They didn't open it yet, but they're getting there. They're getting close, though, aren't they? A couple of weeks here. Yeah. Listen, I don't. So, I, listen, I really struggled with those last two. I really did. Um, there were probably a half a dozen other teams that you could put there. Still not seeing any NCHC teams close. <sighs> just those two, just St. Cloud and Denver. For now, yeah. Okay. All right. Just checking. Well, first of all, if you look, okay, if you look at the standings. Analytics and eyeballs, we're looking. Okay. Um, you have Minnesota, that other maroon and gold team at 15 and 5. Quinnipiac at 15, 1 and 3. Denver at 16 and 4. Penn State at 17 and 5. St. Cloud, 14 and 4. Uh, Merrimack, uh, 14 and 5. BU at 12 and 5. And after that, um, except for basically Providence and Michigan Tech in the top 20 of the pairwise, I mean, you look at it, 12-7-1, and 12-7-1, 12-9-1, 12-9-1, 9-9-2, 8-7-3. You know, and you, you, you can basically go all the way down to the 44th spot in the pairwise. At Princeton, it's seven, eight, and one, and see basically everybody within a game or two of five hundred, except for Miami. But they get the benefit of the doubt being NCHC. You know what we call them? Parody. Well, Parody in college want, hockey. You know? Call it whatever you want. This is why um, ASU with ten games, nine or ten games left against teams ahead of them, and pairwise. Still have a chance to to listen. Is it an outside chance? Yes. But do they have a chance? Yes. Well, it's going to start this weekend at Mullet Arena, and that's where I want to go next. Well, it has to, because uh, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, three thirty and seven o'clock, both days, uh, there will be some hockey being played. That meaningful hockey. We already talked about the number four team in the Super 16, the Boston University Terriers coming to town. But Michigan Tech, Arizona State, and Air Force. Air Force will come in with the quote-unquote worst record uh, of the four teams. But do you want to play a Frank Senatory team, Senatory team in, in a playoff or in a tournament environment? Because I don't. No, I never want to. But, <laughs> you know, this is this is – part of what you you do right you you kind of get a feel for an ncaa regional but yeah that's why they do it that's why they do it and that's why uh coach Saratori said if you're giving me a choice powie <laughs> i will take boston university right off the get-go so i can play somebody that's uh ranked as high as they are and and will give me an opportunity to play somebody i don't normally play and uh, see what I can do. Well, see how I threw the Bowie in there. Yeah, I'll just, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that. Um, <laughs> even though BU, you know, listen, we all know that the talent they had, and they, you know, they hadn't done it for a few years. One of the reasons why they have a new coach. Um. And by the way, he's looking but, pretty darn good. By the way, right now. 
Well, sure. He's got his team at 12-5-1. and one. Um, They'd have to really kind of collapse to not make the NCAA tournament. I mean, obviously anything is possible. We've seen that before. There are two or three teams that are in those positions right now that did it in the last couple of years. So you got BU and Air Force right. Friday afternoon, 3.30. Right. Then you got the Sun Devils and Michigan Tech, which are, we've already talked about this rivalry at nauseum. It's a rivalry. They're all the way across the country from each other, but they've played enough close games now um, where it's a rivalry. Joe Shawhan will bring his team here, and uh, they'll be ready to compete right from the get-go. So Arizona State, if you want to win this thing, and I know you do, you're going to have to be uh, ready to play from the opening faceoff both nights. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that 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 you know once again um they caught some breaks this weekend this past weekend um in terms of other teams winning getting the pairwise okay um so you know you better uh, you you know you better come out and play uh if you want to maintain any chance, you know, um, ASU and Michigan Tech have played five games. Uh, ASU beat uh, Michigan Tech in Vegas three to two. Uh, won an overtime game in Houghton two to one. Houghton. Uh, Houghton. Okay. I, yeah, well, okay, whatever. Um, you know, then lost the second game of that series, and then they split a, a series in Tempe in, uh, in 2020, you know, the 1920 season. Um, so of the five games that they've played, four of the five have been one-goal games. Um, the only game that wasn't a one-goal game, ASU lost by two goals. Five to three, so you know these teams always play tight games. And after one of those games uh, in Michigan, there were some words and some extracurriculars at the end of the game. <laughs> oh, you had to go bring that up, didn't you? you? Just had to do it. Somebody else is going to bring it up, whether I bring it up to, or not. Somebody will bring it up. Just somewhere just along the make line. Make my life tough when I got a visit with Joe Shawhan this week. <laughs> well, listen, whatever it was, obviously wasn't a long term deal because they keep scheduling each other. <laughs> no. They don't have uh, to. It, it was a heated competition. Let's be honest. It was a heated competition. Oh, yeah, I get it. And and stuff happens and, and it was all done with by the time they by the time Arizona State got back to Tempe, it was long gone in the rearview mirror. So um but yeah, you're right. There is some definite um rivalry brewing from two teams that couldn't be farther apart in the country almost than Michigan Tech and uh, Arizona State. So it'll be interesting, Paul. I'm wondering if Michigan Tech brings that traveling band of theirs. Because they brought them to Vegas. They usually do when they go to a tournament. They bring their band. That would be cool if that happens in Mullet. So we can have the ASU band and the Michigan Tech band um, kind of doing the battle of the bands. I think that would be so sweet, but I'm not sure about that. So anyway, uh, I do want to announce. If I was a member of the Michigan Tech band, I'd be pushing. Of course. <laughs> Leave Houghton for Tempe. <laughs> and we did find out today that uh, that Air Force will be arriving uh, at the very latest Wednesday morning because they're going to practice Wednesday and Thursday and then be here, of course, for Friday and Saturday. So uh, Frank Saratori knows how to do it. Bring your guys out here for four or five days and let them enjoy a little sunshine before they yeah. get into the grind of the or conference. Rain. Yeah, or rain. Right. Yeah, great. Anyway, um, so uh, our special uh, Desert Classic podcast schedule looks like this, folks. If you want to get everything about the Desert Classic, 
tune in on Thursday night. Paul and I will preview things, 5.30 Mountain Time, which is what time Eastern, Paul? Uh, that would be 7.30. Okay. Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. Mountain Time. We'll kind of recap Friday night, and we'll tell you what's going to happen Saturday night. What time is that Eastern, Paul? Uh, what'd you say, 1.30? 1, 1 p.m. Mountain. That would be uh, 3 o'clock. Okay, really and Saturday night, a post-tournament where we keep Paul Hornstein up beyond a reasonable hour because it's a Saturday That's night. Sure. I know he will be awake. I know he will be watching that game, and following the post-game interviews, we will have a post-tournament wrap-up podcast, 10 p.m. Mountain Time. Yeah, that's right. You get Paul and myself Thursday, Saturday, and late night Saturday night to uh, to recap things. So 10 p.m. Mountain Time, just what exactly time is that uh, on the East Coast, Paul? That would be midnight, and I make no guarantee that my face will be around for <laughs> Sunday night's podcast if I'm up that late. <laughs> oh, please. You've got you've got all the comforts of a, a palatial estate. I'm the one that's on the road. You know where I'm going to be Sunday night? I'm going to be in Coachella Valley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Hang I got to pick up and Springs with yeah, all the I gotta, hobbing and knobbing and all the celebs. And, I got to pick it and, up. I got to get yeah. in a vehicle and drive to Palm Springs on Sunday. And uh, my heart bleeds. Yeah. Then I got to do a podcast. Uh, and we'll, well have to go early. We'll have I'll to go early late. on Sunday because we want to keep oh, you. Yeah, like that. Yeah. We have that, to go early man. so you can get your beauty sleep Sunday night. Yeah, well, I'm going to need more <laughs> sleep than that. <laughs> Anyway, so we're looking forward to it, folks. Our good friends at Behind the Mask, our good friends at Summer Skates are already on board with us. Uh, I think we're going to have some giveaways. That's the idea on all three shows. We're hoping to have some gift certificate giveaways. So if you haven't been a regular listener, tell your friends now. You're going to want to tune in Thursday, Saturday afternoon, and Saturday night uh, with the Desert Classic Special Podcast to uh, pick yourself up some uh, gift cards, I think. That's what I'm working on anyway, so we'll find out. Okay. Um, so that's a Desert Classic breakdown. Uh, we got through the Super 16. We right. got through the pairwise. We got about right. the World Juniors. What do we need to talk about now to wrap things up in the last seven minutes? Um, well, I don't know why other people couldn't put out their, you know, their uh, <laughs> rankings. Their polls. Yeah, because nobody played. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, only I'm the I'm the only lunatic. <laughs> I'm, uh, I am anyway. really the only lunatic. Uh, um, I'll just say this because we do have. Um, I don't know if they're going to make up that Canisius Air Force. I, I mean, I guess eventually they're going to have to because they're conference games. Yeah, they they are going to have so to. They're going to have a matter of when. Um, I'd have to look at. I mean, I wonder. Uh, if based on air, I'm sure they're looking at schedules to see. Let's see, does, does Air Force has got to come back this way at some point? Um, while they're playing Niagara, oh, that's it. That's in Air Force. Um, well, here's the thing. The other thing that's kind of a bummer about this for Air Force is you don't want to give up two home games and play them out east. Oh, that's true. That's true. I'm looking at the wrong schedule. Then I got to look at Canisius. They got to see. Well, Can see, he, that's the problem. Canisius isn't coming this way again. They're that not. was their uh, that was their trip. So they're going to have to find a way to get out here again because I don't think uh, Air Force wants to give up two home games, especially no. within the conference. No. Well, let's put it this way: the the best thing about that is maybe that'll get me some like Tuesday night and Wednesday night hockey. Yeah, I'm thinking so that's we, what so it's going to be that. too, my friend. It's going to be there's something like that. that. Um, tomorrow night, that at all. tomorrow night, guess who's coming on? Uh, the one, no, the no, only no, Rick Zombo. He, he's got nice. himself a little bit relaxed, uh, I nice. think, now after that long trip from Vermont. Um, I asked him, I, I told him a congratulatory message after he won. And uh, I said, you want to come on this week? And he said, sometime before Thursday, I'll let you know when I get home Sunday. <laughs> so today I gave him the option. I said, you want to come Monday or Tuesday? He goes, Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, you know, I'll have I to, think coach might be a little be bit a, tired. It'll be a struggle. 
you know, it's usually we'll pull words out of his mouth. Stuff out of him. Yeah, and we'll pull words out of his mouth. That. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we got that. Um, there was a game tonight, by the way. Yale beat uh, Army five to one. Wow, what's going on with Army, man? They're just really struggling, aren't yeah, they? Struggling this year, you know. I I it's, I'm, I hate to see it, but it just is, you know. Um, it's it's cyclical though it is really yeah it, it goes yeah. around sometimes you're hot for a while and then other times you cool off and you know with the talent pool the way it is uh let's be fair Ar- army and air force really have a disadvantage in the current state of college hockey yeah um, and they're just really young they yeah and but that's what they are you know <laughs> that's what that's what well, you are when you're a service academy for the most part right, but you're but you're like i said you're not only are you young you're also young to begin with with all the freshmen and sophomores. So, yeah. Yep. You know, that that becomes an issue whether we like to to or anybody likes to admit that or not. Uh, you know. Um uh, so that becomes an issue. Um and you go there. Oh, by the way, um that that Sacred Heart game against Boston College that opens up that building is not this weekend coming up with the same weekend as Desert Classic. Uh, it's next weekend, the 14th. So that'll be uh-huh. big doings. When Minnesota State invades Mullet. Well, people try to invade Mullet, but it doesn't do them any good. <laughs> okay. Um, I open up Pandora's box. I'm going to shut it right now before we get carried away. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so that's what lies ahead. Uh, a big week of hockey as things start to get back to quote unquote normal weekend series after this weekend. Um, and uh, a lot of our teams, I think, are all of our teams playing this weekend, Paul? I think Colorado uh, College is off, aren't they? They might be. You're going to take a quick look here. You do that. Uh, I'll remind people that uh, Fairbanks will be taking on, I'm sorry, Alaska will be taking on uh, Denver Pioneers at Magnus yeah, Arena. CC is off. Okay. And Air Force and uh, Arizona State will be doing battle within the Desert Classic right here at Mullet Arena. And uh, our friends from Anchorage are going to be? In Orno. Yeah. They got the main black bears, don't they? Yeah, I, I'm assuming they stayed. Oh, I'm sure they coast. did. Yeah. Yeah, they're not making that trip. They don't have to. Back to that. Alaska and back. Is that the hardest place? Is that the hardest place to get to in Hockey East? Uh, it would have to be, wouldn't it? Would it not know. have to be? I don't know. Oh, I mean, if it isn't, it's got to be close. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's got to be harder than getting to Durham, right, to play New Hampshire. I would guess, yeah. You know, or that's a play. good puzzle. We'll have to put that puzzle together sometime this summer when we're when, when I'm teaching you geography of Minnesota. We can we can do some hardest places to get to. You know, stuff or Vermont might be yeah. harder to. We'll ask Coach know. about that. <laughs> Although I don't, I don't know. I th- I think he's going to tell us. I, this is just a hunch, but I think he's going to tell us that Army is still the hardest place to get to. No way. There's no way. This year it was. Um, this year it was the hardest no, place to get to. Year. Because of the travel, the weather, and the fact that he had to fly into uh, Newark and bus from Newark up the up to uh, West Point. Oh, my goodness. We'll ask him. because well, I, I, I got a feeling Coach won't be afraid to uh, tell us where the hardest spot to get to is. Probably not. But the Bangor Airport, which I doubt teams are flying into, uh, is on the opposite end of the state um and i'm just i I would assume teams are gonna fly into to to boston and and drive and and that was a great accent you just did i don't even know if you tried what boston (laughs) that's not how you said it the first time (laughs) isn't it i I think jeff walker's been talking to you too much (laughs) well that's true um yeah, they're probably that's got to be the hardest place to get to in hockey east. I'm not going to argue with you, my friend. I'm not going to argue. I don't with know. All I'm I know just is taking a quick look. Tomorrow night, we have uh, the head coach from the Lindenwood Lions, Rick Zombo, coming on. So Paul and I can rest our voices and just uh, throw out a question here or there and let coach go to town. 
and uh, and tell us about his Lions and and where they're going. Where are they playing this weekend? Are they off this weekend? Lindenwood. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Silly. Yeah, I know. Nice try. They're in Denver. You knew that already. Oh, I'm what? sorry. North Lindenwood? Dakota. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, they're in North Dakota. They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. to. See. <laughs> That's why I wanted to have him on. You got to have the coach on when he's going to play at his alma mater for crying out loud. Of course. Uh, so of course. anyway, he knew that was coming as well, and I just wanted to see if Paul Hornstein was on the ball. He tried to send him to Denver instead of Grand Forks, which probably is a smart choice based on the weather conditions that are headed towards oh, Grand I Forks. I just I can't even. Oh my boy. Oh, oh my Jesus. goodness! I got to ask him if they're bussing or flying. Because either way, it's going to be a rough one, I'm Maybe sure. Sledding. Yeah, uh, they might have the uh, <laughs> the, the huskies the pulling sleds. them in the uh, the dog sleds. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's tomorrow night, and then of course uh, Thursday, Saturday, twice. Paul and I will be with you to uh, to talk about the Desert Classic. We're looking forward to it. I make no it's promises. Be a lot of fun. Yeah, you I do. Make no promises. You'll no, be there. I make yeah, no it's promises. hockey. You'll be there. <laughs> all right take it away my friend from the summer skate studios analytics and eyeballs have been brought to you by dreams and suites drury plaza lake buena vista the newest official disney world hotel is booking at druryhotels.com university of central oklahoma the two-time achaM one champions and champions every day in the classroom at ucohockey.net and uco.edu AT&T Wireless, where new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name or number or that of your favorite player. Show off your game in style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. San Diego State University, the best of education, California college hockey and lifestyle. At sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University, join our 20th anniversary celebration for tickets and schedule information, go to OUHockey.net. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza. You'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs on all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at whatever platform you get your podcasts from. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Once again, ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the program and help others find it as well. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big thank you to Connor Bedard for opening up the show tonight. <laughs> of course, Connor was not with us, but, man, he was with us in spirit. Well, What what a game. Listen, I, I wish I could see it. I, I wonder if I can find it on replay somewhere. Sure At least the overtime. The yeah. I'm, At least the yeah. overtime. It was it was nice of him or for in, for your sake, that he did end the game when he did. You <laughs> or you'd have been, been long you'd gone. Been by yourself for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd have been long gone. Thanks, Connor. I appreciate that. Uh, we, we will get you on the show sometime. I promise somehow, some way, we're going to use our connections to see if we can get Mr. Bedard to come on and, and talk a little hockey with us because what, what a fantastic hockey player is. And that sets up a great semifinal in the World Juniors. It'll be USA, Canada. Um, in the second game of the day on Wednesday. Paul, who's the first game? <laughs> he left me. Oh, I'm sorry. He put, a, put himself on mute. The Swedes, yeah. now, there's a lot of people uh, uh, would put myself on mute. <laughs> so anyway, that'll be Wednesday, and then a championship game on Thursday. Um, 
So we'll bring it all to you because we've got stuff to do and places to be and people to see. And um, let's go from there tomorrow night or tomorrow media day at Arizona State. So I'll be there for that. And then, of course, uh, our good friend Rick Zombo joining us tomorrow night. We'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night. Good night, everybody.